0: a bitch uh. But to you, girl, I'm just like Madonna Got the fangs so sharp like piranhas Put it in my car if I wanna Handy prints, Dolce and Gabbana Pinky rings to ghost, that's Cubana Call him daddy, he calls me mama We can make him sweat like a sauna Guess he brings him like Nirvana Let him toss my leg Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 22 of Pop Icon, the podcast. I am your host, David, host of Pop Icon Radio, live on the Alternation Radio, Mondays through Fridays from 8 to 9 in the morning. We're talking pop culture, we are playing pop music, and we are just coming off of a show this morning, um, talking about a bunch of stuff that we have going on, some fentanyl deaths, like, wait, what? Like... Yeah, there's a lot more than that going on. Um, but welcome to Pop Icon the podcast where we talk pop culture, we play pop music, and we get into some real shit sometimes. Um so yeah, I guess like part of having like a podcast is also like being like transparent sometimes. And so I feel like I should probably talk about like a little bit of something that I've had like going on in my life. Um, and it is like the emergence of like an ex like an ex presence in your life that has come back in and uh, like kind of disrupted things a little bit so yeah my ex came back in the picture at the end of last month um just you know doing that thing that exes do I'm sad I miss you I want to get back together I miss what we had and I'm like in my head I'm like this is (laughs) here we fucking go, here we fucking go with this one again, because if those of you that don't know, this last one, like, really, put me through the ringer, we dated for, like, a year or so, um, and, like, I, when I took him on a trip to Miami to see his father, who was, like, passing away, and, like, the day we get back, he, like, he had somebody else, like, over his house, like, sleeping there, like, you know, doing God knows what, I mean, I'm sure, I know what, but... So, yeah, so we broke up then, things weren't great, um, we kept kind of, like, a friendship going on back and forth over the couple of months. There was, like, a second there where he was, like, begging me to be in, like, a throuple with him. I was like, that is not going to fucking happen. I am not, like, a throuple type of guy. I'm sorry. I'm just, like, not. It's, like, not my gig. I mean, I know that it is for some people, um, but I'm not some people. I'm other people, I guess, like, because I just, like, it never, like it never interested me. It like, I thought it was funny. I was like, let's see what the fuck this guy thinks. And so like, I, we talked about it for like a second, but I was in my head. I'm like, that would never work out. Not interested in it. And like, just moved on from that. Um, but like I said, he just kept on coming back around just, you know, every now and then I'd be like on runs like at night and he'd like show up and, uh, He just, like, did that, like, creepy ex thing where he, like, kind of stayed in your life, even though he shouldn't have been, um, while he was, like, in another relationship. And then, I guess, come this past, like, December, it got, like, bad between the two of them. Like, there was, like, domestic, like, violence. Like, I don't know. Like, there was, like, too much going on with them. And he ended up, like, I guess he, like, just needed a place to stay. And so I was, like, willing. I was, like, all right. Like, you uh, were my friend for, like, a little bit. And, like, you know what? I could use the money, why not? Pay me a hundred dollars a week, I guess. You can stay on my fucking couch, whatever. It like it starts out that way. And like he is like pushing it like in the other direction. He's like, I want to get back together with you. I like miss you. I miss what we had. I'm like, oh, eh, like I'm not interested in that. Like, keep in mind at this time the man like still has like an active grinder. Like, he's still like talking to his ex. I like came home one day. He was like, his ex like called on the phone. Um and, like, me and this guy, like, we really, like, went through, like, a scare together because, like, in December, like, I guess uh, we didn't go through a scare together. He mo- he mostly went through the scare. I didn't really have to go through the scare. But we had, like, a, had, like, a STD, like, the worst STD, I guess, you can get, um, like, scare. And so, like, we both had to get tested and stuff. And, I mean, everything ended up working out okay. And, you know... It's always great to, like, know that you're, like, that you're healthy, but, like, it kind of, like, also, like, threw me off. I'm, like, this is, like, not what I want in a relationship. And so, like, I was, like, hoping to just keep it friendly with them, and they didn't, like, feel like it. And so I eventually, like, started to give in a little bit and be, like, all right, like, we can talk about it. I don't know. But he just kept on pressuring me to, like, talk to my family about it and just, like, open up all these, like, floodgates and stuff like that. I'm, like, I'm not ready to do that yet. It's, like, we just started. We had literally been talking again for, like, a week at this point. I'm, like, bro, you just moved back in for a week. Like, let's, like, let's get you, like, acclimated here. Like, you need to get a job and shit. Like, you need to just, like, get your life together. Um, you don't need to be worried about getting into a relationship, especially a relationship with me when our last relationship was like kind of negative towards the end. It was like not I mean not kind of negative. it was like super negative towards the end, and it was like not a good time for either one of us. so like why would you want to like get back into that? And so like he's like wooing me, but then like, as he's like wooing me, I'm like finding out, like I said that he's like so calling his ex, texting his ex, like he hooks up with a guy that I like know. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? But then on the same time he's like, I didn't I thought I could. I didn't think I didn't think anything of it. I I'm I'm so sorry. Like, I just I love you. I'm like, This is like weird. And so like, I'm just like I kind of got over it. And uh, I finally like the weekend went by i could tell he was like acting funny i was like what's going on with you dude like tell me the truth and he's like i miss my ex i'm like oh god i was like get out of here i was like just move on with your life like i'm ready to move on you need to move on like and the best way to move on would be for you to just like get your shit and go and so he like lived with me for like a month and now he's like on the way out he still has a couple of things at the house that he has to come pick up but for the most part he is done for i'm done with that guy um And uh, I'm sorry to my family and friends that I like continuously like brought him around I didn't think anything of it. I thought especially now that we were just like friendly. I thought that it could be like I don't know. I didn't think it I didn't think it was anybody's really business, but like I guess you know what God brings people in your life for like a reason a season or a lifetime and he was like I guess a reason maybe or a season I don't know um But we're just moving past that I just wanted to do like a little bit of transparency like on here because I really haven't like been able to talk about it because it's been like kind of like ongoing And so I was just like waiting for like the final ball to drop and it finally did I was like, thank god like I kind of like had to like pull that trigger but like um, I did it and it's done And we can move on past that So that's fun We can uh, jump into some pop culture news uh, Next So we can jump right into Our Billboard Hot 100 of the week For the week of February 5th 2024 So this week we have got No new songs in there We really don't, I'm sorry We've got a couple of things that are changing Some going up, some going down But let's start with number 10 So number 10 we have got Red Rum by 21 Savage. Um, yeah, I know. That song like, kind of scares me. I don't know what it's about. Uh, number nine, we've got Snooze SZA. At number eight, we've got Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat. At number seven, we've got Agora Hills, Doja Cat. At number six, Yes And, Ariana Grande. At number five, we've got I Remember Everything, Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. At number four, Lose Control, Teddy Swims. At number three, we've got Tate McRae with Greedy. At number two, we have got Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift, of course. And at number one, we have got Lovin' on Me by Jack Harlow. Uh, We'll see who is at the top of the charts next week because... From what I hear, there's a possibility that Megan Thee Stallion could have her first solo number one hit in Hiss, um, this like Nicki Minaj diss track, which is like amazing, actually. So I'm like super into that. I'm really happy to hear that. We've got some more music news we can talk about. We've got. Britney Spears uh, taking to Instagram this past Tuesday to make an announcement, which was actually like a mysterious announcement. Uh, So the singer posted an image of a bunch of pinkish flowers on a white background. Not exactly clear what the picture is supposed to be, but it looks like it could possibly be the cover to a new single or something, which would be amazing. Uh, Possibly an album, who knows? Uh, In the caption, Spears wrote, Tears, tease for next project coming up soon, and added a devil emoji and plenty of exclamation points. She also wrote, sex and diamonds, and encouraged her followers to swipe and see, well, diamonds. Um, so, hell yeah, of course, I want to hear some, like, Britney Spears news. Are you kidding me? Like, I hadn't heard about her, and people people say she's dead sometimes. I'm like, she's not dead. That's a, the dumbest conspiracy I've ever heard. Stop saying that. Um, you're going to piss me off if you say that. Uh, so we've got that going on with her. We've got some more Britney Spears news. So Britney Spears apparently went private on Instagram this past Thursday after taking ex-Justin Timberlake to task for rescinding a years-old apology. Uh, so prior to removing pro- the public access to her account, the Stronger Singer, who is 42, shared an image of a basketball hoop caption, someone told me something. Someone was talking shit about me on the streets. Do you want to take it to the court or you want to go home crying to your mom like you did last time? I'm not sorry, she ended the post. Um, her conclusion was a nod to the sexy back singer telling the crowd on Wednesday at his one night engagement at Manhattan's Irving Plaza that he wanted to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Um, he followed the jab with a performance of Crimea River, a piece of shit hit from 2002 um that i hate that it was supposedly about like britney spears um so meanwhile britney spears reference to the court follows instagram comments she made like late last year that not so subtly slammed justin timberlake's basketball skills claiming he would cry when she beat him in games um that's amazing of course he would fucking cry she's like pussy Uh, (laughs) uh so we got justin timberlake's dig on this Uh, comes on the heels of Spears announcing via Instagram on Sunday that she was in love with his new song, Selfish, and wanted to apologize for some of the things she wrote in her memoir, The Woman in Me. So, yeah, she, like, literally apologizes to him on Sunday, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trash the bitch. Fuck him. I hate Justin Timberlake, and I'm not here for his, like, new revival. Are you? I'm really not. Um, so we have got that little bit of music news. We've got Miley Cyrus kind of teasing a new era. Maybe she has deleted everything from her socials and uploaded like a new picture on there. And she's like got her hair back. She looks like Carol Radswell. She looks like amazing. Um, so curious to see where that goes. Uh, her last song was like fun. Was like every party girl song. My mom told me one time. I was like, that's so true. <laughs> I was like, Mom, wouldn't you know? Uh, so we've got that little bit of music news going on. And we have got a little bit more music news coming up a little bit later. We're going to talk about the whole Megan the Stallion versus Nicki Minaj feud that is going on right now. Because it is fucking crazy. Like, they are really, they're really going in. They, they're going in. Um, so we can jump into uh, some more pop culture news. We can jump into the box office top 10 of the week. How about that? So we can jump into some more pop culture news We have got our box office top 10 of the week For the week of January 26th through the January 28th The January 28th Um, You don't want to know what happened on that day Um, So we can start at number 10 We have got Night Swim with $2 million At number 9 we have got American Fiction $2.6 million At number 8 we've got Godzilla minus 1 $2.7 million At number 7 we've got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom Also $2.7 million at number six, we've got the Emma Stone starring Poor Things, $2.9 million. At number five, we've got the Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell starring Anyone But You, $4.6 million. At number four, we have got Migration, $4.9 million. At number three, we have got Wonka, still, are you kidding me, $5.7 million. At number two, we've got The Beekeeper, $6.7 million. And at number one for three weeks straight is Mean Girls, the musical, $6.9 million. um so congrats to them speaking of mean girls we have got the tarot trailer dropping and you're like wait what's the correlation so uh, avantica karen shetty from mean girls is starring in a new horror flick called tarot so the first tarot trailer tells grizzly fortunes for avantica and harriet slater um i don't know who harriet slater is do you I don't know. Um, So Tarot, a new supernatural horror film, is set for release on May 10th and promises to deliver a terrifying and exciting story. I'm assuming it has to do with tarot cards. Um, So we'll see about that. I love Avantika in uh, Mean Girl. She was like probably one of my favorite parts. I have to be honest with you. Um, So we can jump into some more. Let's talk some more pop culture like horror news. So we have got an update on I Know What You Did Last Summer. You're like, wait, what? The movie came out like 20 years ago. Yeah, there's a reboot. So the I know what you did last summer. Sequel is taking a less is more approach to scaring audiences, a lot or relying on subtext and trusting the audience to understand the story. Um, the sequel aims to improve on the original by focusing more on the overall tension rather than solely relying on the thrills of the killer's kill. I'm like, okay, like why? Why are you like changing something up that doesn't need to be changed? Like we love the hook. Um, so with nearly a year gone since it was first announced, writer Leah McKendrick offers a promising update on I Know What You Did Last summer sequel. Uh, so based on the Lois Duncan novel of the same name, the horror franchise launched in the 1997 slasher. Or wait, It launched with the 1997 slasher Revolving around a group of young adults Who were targeted by a killer fisherman After covering up an accidental death A 1998 direct follow-up 2006 standalone Threequel and a short-lived TV remake at Prime Video um, Has all come In the past and now we have got a new Movie Uh, so we have Got (laughs) we have got the New writer going I think with Jen My director on I know we did last summer it's scarier If you're seeing it with the eyes and we're trusting our actors because I love dialogue. I'm like, oh, look at this witty, witty one liner. It's going to be a meme. I'm all obsessed with the pop culture aspects of it and the zeitgeist, the zeitgeisty way that we could spread it. But I have to remind myself that sometimes less is more. And sometimes we just want the strongest moments to be in the subtext. Trust your audience. They're going to get it. You don't need to spoon feed them. I'm like, you don't need to worry about it going viral or if it's going to be like a meme or not. Like, you need to worry about just like telling a scary story for me to like be traumatized with. Like, what do you mean? You want to. You know who else, like, does that whole, like, we're writing to, like, make, like, a meme? is like, the Marvel, like, Disney shows. Like, there's so many times where, like, I feel like they have wrote in a line that is just the whole purpose of it is to just be, like, a screen cap on Twitter for, like, a bunch of fucking nerds to, like, retweet. Um, So we have got that little bit of news. Uh, we've got some more. Uh, superhero news Actually some more Like we've talked about Superhero stuff We've got some Superhero news So we have got House of the Dragon Star Millie Alcock uh, Cast as Kara Zor-El In DC Studios Supergirl film uh, So the House of the Dragons Breakout star Millie Alcock Is the newest addition To the DC Universe The Australian actor Has been cast as Supergirl A.K.A. Superman's cousin Kara Zor-El In the upcoming Supergirl World of Tomorrow DC Studios CEO James Gunn Confirmed in an post this past monday so congratulations to her we've actually been keeping up with this the past couple of weeks on pop icon it was down to two girls it was down to millie alcock and then it was also down to another girl named jen donnelly i think it was i was like rooting for jen because jen was like the voice in the tv show too i like what that's like kismet hello it should have been her but i guess like People are looking at the fact that, like, Game of Thrones, like, of course. Um, so, that's great. We've got that little bit of movie news. We've got another movie that is, uh, going to be going into production, I'm guessing, here soon. Or maybe it's already began. I don't know. Uh, so do you guys remember Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Um... So the 1991 black comedy Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead Has become a cult classic over the years And now Deadline is reporting uh, That there is a diverse remake Of the 1990s movie in the works From Treehouse Pictures Said to be a present day retelling Centered on a black family Uh, In that 2020 Report Deadline noted that Billy Woodruff was attached to direct a script um, with the studio seizing a new interpretation that is as fun and witty as, or fun and outrageous as the original, but also smart and connected to the world today. So, like, what's the latest on the remake? Uh, well, as of an official listing on the MPA this week, reveals that the upcoming film is rated R, uh, which comes as a surprise considering the original 90s film was like a PG-13 film. Uh, the new movie has received its R rating for teen drug use of language and some sexual references. In the 1991 film directed by Stephen Herrick and starring Christina Applegate, five siblings are left alone all summer when their mom leaves uh, town and an evil babysitter bites the dust uh so i love that movie whenever i was like younger watching that so we'll see how it goes somebody was like tyra banks is gonna be in it i'm like who's she gonna be is she gonna be the boss i don't know so we'll see how that goes um we've got a lot of like movie news to talk about this week i'm sorry we've got like three more stories uh so we've got jake gyllenhaal and his odd behavior on the set of like his newest flick um well, I guess not his newest flick anymore. An indie movie suddenly fell apart after Jake Hall showed erratic behavior, including uh, stripping to his underwear and diving into the freezing ocean, saying, when I see the ocean, I swim the ocean. Uh, constantly demanding rewrites, uh, doing his rehearsal in a Pepe Le Pew accent. What? Um, and saying set builders should sleep in their cars to prevent COVID spread. <laughs> what? okay like what's going on there dude um i saw like another report where was like it wasn't jake he like it was just creative differences i swear and like i'm like you're trying to like cover your ass right now like that's weird that he's like acting that strange on the film set um so we've got a couple more films that i wanted to talk about coming up we have got the last showgirl being announced we've got pamela anderson kieran shipka jamie lee curtis dave bautista Brendan song and billy lord to star in the last showgirl from gia coppola um i've always wanted to make a movie in vegas Coppola I'm so proud of our cast and crew Especially Pamela I can't wait to share her Daring and heartfelt performance Uh, So the film follows a seasoned showgirl Who must plan for the future When her show abruptly closes after a 30 year run As a dancer in her 50s She struggles with what to do next As a mother she strives to repair a Strained relationship with her daughter Who often took a backseat to her showgirl fantasy Um, So I love that I mean obviously Pamela's going to star as the mother is Karen going to be the daughter or is Billy going to be the daughter I don't know Or is Jamie going to be the daughter I'm just kidding Not Jamie obviously um, But that's fun I'm obviously going to watch that The whole cast like Is like star-studded And I'm obsessed actually So definitely want to check that one out um, And finally We have got According to Industry Insider Daniel Rickman The highly anticipated Deadpool trailer Will drop It's first trailer During the Super Bowl uh, This February 11th uh, Marvel has yet to confirm A release date For the first trailer However The Super Bowl Is typically where many temples plug their first or latest trailers before their theatrical premieres Uh, during last year's super bowl last february guardians of the galaxy volume three released a trailer ahead of its cinematic debut in may um i have to be honest with you i still haven't seen guardians of the galaxy i haven't seen like the last like probably like third of like what is going on in marvel right now i'll like kind of keep up with what's going on but i don't know I guess whenever Deadpool comes out, I'll start being a little bit more interested in it because obviously X-Men, hello, are going to be coming into the fold with Wolverine and a couple others from what I hear. Um, So yeah, speaking, that's going to be the last of our movie news. We can get into some television news next and we can actually talk about some X-Men news. So we can jump into some television news. I promised before that I was going to talk about some X-Men news. So we have got the X-Men 1997 air date. Um, So sources have confirmed that Marvel... Marvel Studios has decided on a spring release window for this new Marvel slash Disney Plus series um, with sources saying that the first season will premiere in mid to late March in 2024. Uh, The show is confirmed to have 10 episodes releasing for the first season. We released the episode titles a couple of weeks ago here on Pop Icon. I am so excited for it. I like grew up on X-Men. This was like my shit. Obviously, I like read the comic books now, not all of them, but like most of them. Um, And so... Whenever they said that there was going to be like a reboot, I was like all up on it. So I can't wait to watch it. They need to put out like a trailer or something because um, it's coming up here soon. It's already February and it's coming out in March. Like I need to see a little bit. Um, but actually a couple of things have been being leaked uh, on Twitter the past couple of days. A couple of screenshots and or, uh, screen grabs of like, I guess, maybe like this first season. Um, so we have that to look forward to. Um, speaking of some more cartoon news, we have got 5 We've got family. Family Guy turning 25, um, the Seth MacFarlane, like, Fox show is turning 25 years old, and that's, like, amazing, like, I can't believe that show came out the year I was born, that is, like, wild, I'm just kidding, I'm not 25, I'm, like, I was, like, 9 or 10 whenever this show came out, and I was, like, obsessed with Family Guy from, like, The Jump, I had the first and second season on DVD, and, like, I would watch it, like, obsessively, that, fucking episode with like the chicken where he was like fighting the chicken like out of the building i I was i used to cry laughing to it i don't even i don't know why i thought that was so like funny um so uh, congratulations to them 25 years is like no joke that's like just as much as the simpsons almost i was actually i think i was born the year the simpsons came out um so we've got that little bit of television news we have got a little bit of news on the buffy remake so i don't know if you guys know critical overlord um i follow them on twitter they are a pretty reliable source on what is going on on in pop culture, they've got a lot of scream news. We've got like different horror news, um, and they've got some Buffy news. And apparently, Jenna Ortega is being considered for the part in the Buffy revival slash reboot. Um, I'm thinking it's actually just a revival. I don't think it's a reboot. I don't. I think they're gonna keep the character of Buffy alive, and like this is just gonna be like a new Slayer. And if it's gonna be anybody, it should be Jenna Ortega because why not? She's like kind of like the new it girl, and like. I think that she could. This like could be like a a big thing for her and get her like a lot of, I'm like get her a lot of recognition as if Wednesday wasn't watched by like 115 million people. Um, so I love that for her. I love everything Buffy, and uh, we've also got a little bit more news with her. She's got like an ad coming up in the Super Bowl, a Doritos ad. She's gonna be starring with um Anthony Ramos, I think. I don't know, but they're gonna be starring in that, and uh, I'm excited for her. If you're in like a Super Bowl ad like you're probably making like a million dollars for that. So, I would love to be 21 years old and making fucking a million dollars. Um so that's fun. We've got a li- some more television news. Let's talk about um Let's talk about Peaky Blinders. You guys are Peaky Blinders. It's a show set in like the olden days and it's about like bank robbers. I'm just kidding. I literally have no idea what Peaky Blinders is about, but it's like definitely set in the olden days and I definitely like I'm not that interested in watching it, but I might be after hearing the story. So we have got Peaky Blinders. Paul Anderson blames drug arrests on wanting to please the fans. Um, He is often recognized and does his best to please fans of the show by slipping into character, his lawyer said. (laughs) Slipping is a character. Talk about slipping into character. Um, So Peaky Blinders actor Paul Anderson has pleaded guilty to four charges of drug possession and has been ordered by a court of London to pay around $1,500 in fines. Oh, wow. That's crazy um anderson was arrested on boxing day december 26 after being found in possession of several drugs including crack cocaine amphetamines and two prescription uh substances diazepam and preg pregabalin i don't i'm sorry i probably sound like an idiot i don't care um according to the daily mail anderson was caught after attending a pub near his home which contracted uh contracted contacted local law enforcement after its manager noticed crack (laughs) after they noticed crack cocaine fumes coming from the disabled toilet after the actor walked out law enforcement then found Anderson with a young man and a 17 month old baby brought the actor to the police station where the substances were discovered Um, though Anderson pled guilty to all four charges his lawyer said that drug use is not typical for him you will recognize a defendant from a very intense part that he has played in a recent television program the lawyer repeatedly told the courtroom referring to Anderson's Peaky Blinders characters Uh, Arthur Shelby... He is often recognized And he does his best to please fans of the show By slipping into character So slipping into character means like slipping into a disabled stall And like smoking a little bit of crack with like a baby That's fucking crazy What did, what did the baby do? Why was the baby there? I hate that for the baby, I'm scared for that baby um, So that's really sad We've got a little bit more television news uh, So we where the fuck is Wendy Williams at? Um, so Wendy Williams Cries, says she has no money or friends In a dramatic new documentary footage uh, That has now vanished Um, So Wendy Williams cries and declares I have no money And footage for her new Lifetime documentary Titled Where's Wendy Williams The trailer was briefly posted online on Thursday Before mysteriously vanishing And the network hasn't officially announced the project project. So it's unclear when or where Wendy Williams will air So Wendy Williams has been like missing Ever since her like talk show ended And a lot of people are like sad Because I mean obviously she was like A fucking icon dude She is the icon She uh, she reads these celebrities. She let them know what was up, and they deserved it sometimes. And they would always like try to come for her. The only one who ever came for her and like she kind of like had to take it from them was Omarosa. Omarosa came and like kind of put her in her place. Um, so that's like sad. Like, I really want the best for her. I want her to get like a podcast or something. I want to do a podcast with her. Wendy Williams hit me up. Um, I would love to have you co-host Pop Icon Radio. I can be your new Charlamagne. Uh, that's how I actually met Charlemagne Like back in the day, It was like on Wendy Williams' show, and he was like her little like her her jockey like to help her out and i was like i could do that um and here we are so we've got that news that's our television news um we can end things there uh we can jump into some pop culture news like some scary pop culture news next so i mean have you guys heard of like the kansas city three yeah i know there's like the idaho four like the four people who were like murdered in idaho those like college kids and now there's like the kc3 like kansas city three who were these like three, like, best friends who were, like, watching, like, football with their other best friend and, like, went to his house and, like, had, like, buffalo, like, chicken dip and, like, celery and, like, all of that stuff and, like, left and ended up freezing outside of his house and dying, like, fr- like freezing to death. And he, like, slept inside for, like, two days and, like, there's, like, this all this drama. He's, like, went to rehab now. Um, so some toxicology reports have come back in and it's like not good. So the Kansas city chiefs fans that were found dead had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl plus cocaine THC reports. Um, Initial toxicology reports on the three Kansas city chief fans found frozen and dead in a friend's yard contained cocaine THC and three times the amount of fentanyl that is enough to kill. According to reports, the families of David Harrington, Clayton McGinney and Ricky Johnson who were found dead outside their friend jordan willis's kansas city home on january 9th confirmed that police have the initial reports on the drugs in the dead men's system um they've had a family confirm it and then also families also kind of like throwing the blame onto the one guy who survived the guy the guy who owned the house or he didn't own the house he was renting the house he was like this hiv scientist that like checked himself into rehab like immediately something odd went on there why did he like why did he not tell anybody about his friends in the backyard how did he not know about them for like two was it in the backyard? Was it in the front yard? Like where were they? I need to see like the pictures. I'm like, I don't want to see the pictures, actually. I'm scared to see the pictures. Um But I'm sorry, that is fucking crazy. Like you're there apparently there were like five best friends and one of them like left the other ones and like I guess whenever he left they all like did cocaine together and like smoked weed and then like threw them one other and like died from like fentanyl. And I had a feeling that's what it was. I listened to like podcasts that had like talked about it and like i don't know that is just like so motherfucking sad like all of your friends like down in like one kick and it was like kind of like your fault not really it was like who knows who brought it Who like really who knows um and like if it like fucked the three of them up obviously it probably fucked him up too so i don't know just like you know we need to be thinking about those people's like families and like keeping them in our prayers um so we'll move on past that we've got some more like crazy pop culture news um So we can get into some Like kind of like crazy scary pop culture News like we've got Nicki Minaj versus Megan Thee Stallion I know I'm like terrified I hate it actually I don't like that these girls are like going back and forth Um, These women are going back and forth And it's not even like it's not even Megan's fault it's like Nicki's fault because Nicki's So immature Um, so the drama Between Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion Hit its boiling point on January 29th When Minaj released a lone Single called Bigfoot an apparent Response or diss track in retaliation To Meg Thee Stallion's new song called Hiss Uh, So Hiss touched on the various aspects of Megan's Tumultuous life as a public figure Uh, Still it was one line that particular Called the attention of Minaj uh, Saying (laughs) These hoes don't be mad at Megan These hoes mad at Megan's law Uh Megan raps fervently over a boosted beat. I don't really know what the problem is, but I guarantee y'all don't want me to start. Uh, so Megan's Law is a federal law requiring law enforcement to make information available about registered sex offenders. The lyric was picked apart by listeners who interpreted it as an apparent dig from Megan to Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, who is a registered sex offender. Petty was convinced... Or was convinced Petty was convicted of attempted rape in April 1995 for an assault on a 16-year-old girl. He served four years for the incident. Petty also served time for manslaughter in the first degree for killing a man in 2002. What? I'm sorry. What? What? Okay, that's fucking weird. The baby like killed somebody. This guy killed somebody. Like who else? Rebecca Gayhart ran somebody over. Like what's going on here? I don't know what's. Caitlyn Jenner killed somebody like why can these celebrities just get away with that I don't understand it um so Minaj has defended her husband relentlessly for years after talk show host Wendy Williams addressed petty's crimes on her show in November 2019 Minaj took to her own queen radio show to say every time you mention him you feel the need to bring these things up I didn't know that in our society you have to be played by your past I don't know that people can't turn over a new leaf I'm like sexual assault you don't turn over like a new leafy fucking piece of shit like i like hate that for her um and i really hate like how this is all like turned out for her and i hate how it turned out for make this sound because like Nicki out of the song saying like you lied on your dad mama like don't talk about like i i'm sorry if my mother had passed away and you're like making like Light of that, I'm gonna freaking wreck you, and she kind of already did. I mean, Nicki Minaj kind of came out looking like so sour, so loserish. Like, does anybody care like about that Bigfoot song? From what I hear, it had like an interesting like debut, but I think it's because of it like a back and forth between the two of them. And now his is like projected to go number one at the box or at the Billboard Hot 100. So like, if that happens. Miss Minaj is going to lose her motherfucking mind. Like, her ass shots are going to deflate and she's just going to lose her everlasting mind. And you know what? Fuck her. She deserves to lose her fucking mind because she's a fucking bitch. Um, so, we'll see how this all turns out. I feel like I feel like Megan's going to win this war. Like, Minaj may win a couple of battles here and there, but like Megan's gonna win the war, and uh, people are gonna respect. People already still do like respect. They like like the his song actually, and they like think that Bigfoot's kind of like trash. So we've got that going on. Um, we can jump into some more pop culture news. We've got some television news. Like, I guess I gotta put up there television, but I didn't. So who were Truman Capote's swans? Um, we have now gotten a look into the real life American socialites whose soiled relationships with the novelist is at the center of the newest season of Ryan Murphy's anthology series. Feud Capote vs. the Swans Uh, so in Feud Capote vs. Swans author Truman Capote's close relationships with a group of wealthy American socialites unravels when he permits Esquire magazine in 1975 and 1976 to publish four chapters of his unfinished novel Answered Prayers in which the unsavory personal details of the ladies lives are exploited in a fictionalized telling of life among society's elite Um, so based on Lawrence Lerner's best-selling book Capote's Women a true story of love, betrayal, and a swan song for an era. The eight-episode FX series from Ryan Murphy depicts Capote's falling out with a group of upper-class women whom he dubbed his swans and their efforts to excommunicate him from the society life he so desperately clung to following the unprecedented success of his True Climb novel in Cold Blood. Um, The second season in the anthology which arrived seven years after the first which was Feud, Joan and Betty or Betty and Joan also gives a voice to each of the wealthy female archetypes. Uh, So we've got Babe Paley played by Naomi Watts. We've got slim keith diane lane we've got cz guest played by chloe Savegni. we've got ann woodward uh demi moore we've got lee radswell calissa flockhart and we've got joan carson um molly ringwald joan carson bitch are you related to me because if so Give me some of that inheritance. Um, So all of whom struggled as their inner complexities were trivialized by the men around them, including Capote, um, who is played by Tom Hollander, who was in this last season of White Lotus. Um, So I'm checking it out. The first episode is now out, I believe, on Hulu. And I think it's going to be like a good time. It's like it's being dubbed as like the original Real Housewives. So super interested in that. We'll see how it goes. I'll watch the first episode. I'll report back. I'll tell you how how I like it. Or I might hate it I don't think I'll hate it I think I'll like it I mean it's got a superstar cast And I might be related To one of them So we'll see um, but We can jump into Some more news We've got some Bravo news next So I so said we jump into Some Bravo news next And we have got Denise Richards Starting a weed feud With the herbal chef So the former Bond bon girl And more former uh, Real housewife Denise Richards Has started beef With the herbal chef Chris Saye uh, Recently on Jeff Lewis Live Richards claimed that Saye must have slipped her Cannabis against her will The chef clapped back hard And quick on social media um so this past season say say hey and his team served a carefully infused meal which he always starts off with a conversation about how edibles dosing works Richards was one of many guests, and she requested no cannabis in her meal. Say um, is adamant that that's what she got. As the night unfolded, her behavior became enra- increasingly more questionable. With blurry eyes, she slurred, calling out Erica Jane for hurting her feelings without ever quite sharing how. Um, so the two-part dinner has been called the dinner from hell. Um, each housewife shared how they felt, and a confessional, Garcelle, considered that the actress might have had a drink before coming to the event to calm her nerves. So he responded to Denise Richards saying that, like... Pretty harshly. Um, He goes, At Denise Richards, You are such a damn liar, Denise. It's embarrassing, And you should be ashamed of yourself. Let me tell you what really happened. Denise walked into Kyle's house, Absolutely obliterated. Her first slurred words to me were, Do you know who I am? followed by a bunch of other gibberish that we could barely make out. In every interview since this episode aired, you have acted as if you have no idea what was going on. We must have slipped something in your food. Or bottled water, really? We went over how the evening will go with you and everyone at the table, including specifying how dosage works, and that we take our responsibility very seriously when someone would rather abstain from cannabis. It would be detrimental to my business if we left our guests incapacitated. Don't you think? I mean, Yeah. Like, why are you, like, going off on the man's business? But then again, I also watched the interview, and, like, it's more so, like, Jeff Lewis, like, leading her to say, like, those things. Um, So, like, that's, like, sad news. Um, I feel bad about that. We've got some more news. I told you about, like, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip, Brandi Glanville, like, apparently, like, sexually assaulting, like, Caroline Manzo. And we've gotten some more, like, court documents that have, like, leaked about it, and they... They don't paint like a very great picture of Brandy, but also it's just like who knows how things really were. Because there's also there's something I didn't like I did not want to bring it up. I did not want to say it because I didn't want to say it. Like, I was like the one like making up this like this like conspiracy. But uh there's like this whole thing online saying that Caroline Manzo might have like allegedly caused like all this disruptance because Brandy Glanville Brought up the fact that, like, she got her sister beat up. Wait, you're, you're like, wait, what? What do you mean she got her sister beat up? So, Caroline Manzo has got a sister named Dina Manzo. They were on Real Housewives of New Jersey together. Dina Manzo left after season two because she just wasn't like feeling it. It was too much drama for her. She came back for one season. Um, Caroline was on for five years, and their family just like really fell apart over the show. Um, and a couple of years after the show after dina divorced her husband who was actually caroline's brother also because their husbands were brothers very weird kind of um Her ex-husband like hired somebody to like beat up dina and her new husband and like And then caroline wrote like a character witness for like the two of them So obviously there's like trouble in paradise. I hate that for all of them. I hate that if that happened to caroline I hate that like I just hate everything about that trip. Caroline, I, I'm just like, she shouldn't have been back on Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, so we'll end that. little bit of Bravo news. We can jump into some more pop culture news. We've got Keith Lee uh, blessing some people who are acting like out of control now. Okay, so you guys know keith lee right we've talked about keith lee on here before he is like this tiktoker he is this actual like mma fighter turned tiktoker who's like a food reviewer who if he reviews your restaurant it's going viral and you're making a million dollars off of it and you're gaining like a million followers on instagram um so he's always just like going around blessing people there was some controversy earlier in the year i think I talked about it maybe like a few episodes ago, maybe like episode 11 or 12, about how he went to Atlanta and how they were just like awful there to him. Um, Well, he's in Dallas, Texas now, and the internet is now outraged after the owner of a food truck in Dallas, Texas has failed to split a $4,000 tip given by TikTok star Keith Lee when he specifically asked her to share it with two other people. Um, So like I said, Keith Lee had like all that trouble in Atlanta, it really went viral because of how how awful his service was at these places he went to this other place he got great service and he said at this tip he's like here i'm giving you four thousand dollars thousand dollars for this guy who's cutting hair a thousand dollars for this girl who's braiding hair and two thousand dollars for your business pretty simple right well the business apparently held on to all four thousand dollars and then they went on instagram and were like he gave us the money like he they don't they don't work here basically and so it's just like even, even though he said on video like give them that um, they're going back and forth and i'm like the son is involved it's just like a whole bunch of drama he's saying his mother's like mentally like undeveloped and i'm like oh my god what are you talking about why are you talking about your mother like that you freak uh so that's like kind of crazy keithley's always got like some kind of like crazy business going on um so we can talk about that we can also talk about a little bit of christian uh rock news so Everybody's kind of disappointed in her right now. Um, Krishan Rock, who everybody knows is with, like, blue face. They've got a kid together um, named Krishan Jr. It's a little boy. Um, people are saying that they've got, like, that there's something wrong with the baby. I'm like, people need to stop. You guys are really awful. It's a baby. Um, so she just recently got a tattoo of his face on her face. Um, after she just got his tattoo of her face on her neck covered up a couple of weeks ago, Um, so congratulations to her for going, doing that. Um, He's like in jail now too. We talked about that on Pop Icon a couple of weeks ago. He's in jail for like a year right now. What the fuck is going on? So, she got a tattoo of his face, and his mother is even like, "What's going on?" Blueface's mother, Carlissa, voiced her disapproval over Krishan Rock's massive new face tattoo of the rapper's mugshot. When asked about the reaction to the 23-year-old reality star's latest piece of ink, Harvey said it looks absolutely fucking crazy. I really hope that it's fake because I really don't want to feel like my son owes her like he did for the other seven tattoos. The respect my crip in hitmaker's mom. Oh, Respect my crib And is that a blue face song I guess um, Told TMZ She continued When he comes home And wants to get his mind right And position himself Not to have to deal with all that Okay Yeah I agree She should not have to deal with that Because that's like fucking crazy um, They just like Beat up on each other And she I think what it is Is they know that They, they go viral together And like That's how they make their money That's just It is what it is um, So we can jump To some more pop culture news Let's talk about Chloe Sevigny. Alright let's do it Let's talk about it Chloe Sevigny. You're probably like, wait, what about her? Um, So, Chloe Civecki apparently hates dogs. You're like, why is that news? Um, so Chloe Sevigny is under fire for her dog comments. Um, she is facing backlash online for her remarks about dogs, slamming her unsettling and disturbing comments. In an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, the actress said athleisure and dogs are taking over New York City. Everybody's in Lululemon and has a fucking dog, and it's driving me crazy, the 49-year-old said when asked about her thoughts on the city's ever cost, or ever-rising cost of living. I'm sorry, dog lovers. There are too many of you. Okay. <laughs> like she's allowed to have that opinion um but like the whole like world was like set afire like oh my god like they're on pop crave like going off on her some people just don't like dogs some people don't like athleisure and that's okay like it is what it is um i just thought it was funny that like that was like her comment and people like got so mad about it um so we've got some more pop culture news we can talk about we can talk about the super bowl um We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl for long. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck is going on in the Super Bowl. This is what I know about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is going to be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey is going to be there. And Taylor Swift is going to be there. And Usher is going to perform at the halftime show. That's all I know. I really don't care about I, I don't care about the super bowl i never have i never will i've never really even liked like the halftime shows i'm always like i'll watch it the next day on youtube not that interested in it um so are you gonna watch the super bowl maybe i feel like everybody's gonna watch the super Bowl. i'm like the only weirdo in this fucking country who doesn't like football i'm a fucking freak um so let's get into some more let's get into some final pop culture news we have got our vanderpump rules recap we can get into So we can get our, like, last story kind of of the day, I guess. We have got our Vanderpump Rules recap. So the first episode of season 11 premiered this past Tuesday, and I watched it, and I liked it. I thought I was going to be fucking lame, but you know what? It's fun to, like, just fall back into this world and see, like, where their heads are at because last we saw there were at the reunion acting like psychopaths to Raquel, acting so awful to her, telling her to... Grade her vagina with a cheese grater. I'm like, you're fucking sick for that, bitch. Um, so as we come back into this new season, Raquel has left. She went to rehab for a couple of months go clear her mind. She's going rogue on Apple Podcasts. If you guys want to go check that out, um, Tom Sandoval is off filming a, another reality television show, doing his thing over there in Australia, I think. And everybody else is just picking up the pieces of Sandoval back in town. Uh, so everybody's kind of just like talking about what's going on. We've got. Lala, she's she wants to be the first one to make friends with like raquel because she thinks Raquel's gonna come back she's like i'm gonna reach out to her i'm gonna be the first sit down with her and it's gonna be like the in the first trailer and everybody's gonna be talking about it blah blah, blah. and raquel shut that shit down she did not answer it she's like not playing around with her she's not doing anything with her and i'm happy about it she shouldn't um we didn't get any sandoval till the end of the episode he like shows back up to the house and was like living his life like hello um we'll see how it goes him and ariana have like an awful like Relationship at the house because they own the house Together still and they communicate through his Personal assistant who Ariana's rude to the personal assistant I'm sorry And like Tom's also like annoying Like she asked him like said hey our neighbors like didn't like That you had the lights on last night he's like he told His like assistant to like tell her like It's freedom of speech I'm like oh god give it a break Um so I like that they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit more Uh we'll see how the season goes Obviously no Raquel I'm like No Raquel Rachel I'm like kind of not here for it But I might be we'll see how it goes Um that's where we can kind of end things this week guys thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you for listening at the beginning of the show where i kind of like vented about the drama going on in my life um if you guys already don't be sure to check out pop icon radio on instagram at pop icon radio i would love a couple more followers on there um and i've got to make that tiktok and i've got to make the youtube i swear it's coming um but yeah until next time thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll see you next time bye